it to us this morning um, with a story. A story. A wonderful story. Can I pray for you, you before can. you start? Father, thank you for what Alec has prepared, for what you are speaking through him today. Please, would you anoint his words? Would you give him wisdom? And Lord, would you open our hearts to hear what you are saying to us this morning? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Are you sitting comfortably? Then I'll begin. Today's story is about a king, a long, long way away in a kingdom called the Seven Isles, and he was called King Freddy the Fast. King Freddy the Fast. Now, one day, the king was in his council chambers, and there were a few other people there. There was the queen. She was called Queen Mayanazia, and they had a daughter called the Little Tartarina, and they had the king's private secretary, who was called Mastardo. And there was a prime minister. The prime minister was called Horsra. Horsra Adish. And all those people were in the council chamber together. I'm so fast, said the king. That is boasty. That is boasty, isn't it? In fact, that is boasty, toasty. And I hope none of you guys ever say things like that. I'm so fast. Now, Horsra Adish wanted to get the king to talk about things like laws and running the country and things like that. So he said, uh, but king, what about these laws that we need passed? Yes, yes, said the king. Don't you know that a country can only ever go as fast as its monarch? It's really important that the people know just how fast I am. <sighs> Horse Radish rolled his eyes. Now what can we do, said the king, to prove to the people how fast I am? I don't know, what can we do? Then the little Tartarina spoke up. You can have a race, Daddy. A race? That's great, said the king. We'll organize a race. What we'll do is we'll invite all of the runners in the whole kingdom to come. And then I'll beat them all. And then everyone will crown me champion. That will be great, won't it? He was boasty, wasn't he? Boasty, toasty. Um, now... The queen was on Horsra Adish's side. The queen said, King Freddy, don't you think you ought to spend just a little bit more time trying to run the country and a little bit less time thinking about how fast you are? Yes, yes, dear, said the king. Do you know that is so wise? And I agree with you, one, no, 120%. I agree with you, and you are always wise. Thank you very much. Now, what should we have as a prize? There was a sound of high heels click-clacking down the parquet floor, and the sound of a royal door slamming in the distance, but the king was so caught up he didn't even notice. Hmm. A prize. A prize. What should we have? Um, we could have 
A thousand florins, said Horthra Adish. Mm, pah! Horthra Adish was thinking about the royal exchequer. Pah! said the king. A thousand silver florins, said Mustardo. Ah, oh, that's better, said the king. A thousand, but that's still not very much. No, it's got to be something big to make sure we get all of the fastest runners so that I can beat them all. A thousand gold florins, maybe. Now that's getting somewhere. No, no, he said, I've got something else. Uh, let me think. I know. I know. The prize is going to be the biggest jewel in my crown. The one right at the front. Then everyone will know how generous I am as well as how fast I am when I win it back again. Horsradi said, but, but king. Mustardo said, but, but king. No, no, my mind's made up. It's going to be the largest jewel in my crown. Hmm. What do you think about that? That's a bit dangerous, isn't it? He's putting up the biggest jewel in his crown as a prize for this race. Mm. Ah, we're going to jump ahead now till the day before the race. And the king was there with his prime minister and his private secretary, and they were looking down at the list of entrants. I think you've raced all these before, said Mustardo, except there's one that you haven't. He's from our smallest island, the island of Pickel. What's his name, said Horsa Adish. Mustardo drew his finger down the list of names. Mm, it's something Germanic, I think. Yes, here it is. Branst. Hmm, said Horsa Adish. Branst von Pickel. Sounds tasty, my lord. Mustardo said, yes, he might be a threat. Hmm, said the king. Horthradish may be correct, but you deceive yourself, Mustardo, if you think this Brands von Pickel can catch up with me. <laughs> anyway, it was the day of the race. Now... At the race, it was, it was a big, big event. The whole kingdom had gathered. There was a grandstand. There were tents. There were sweeties. There were toffee apples. What else would you expect to see? What else would you see? What else would you want to see? Yes? Donuts. There were donuts. Do you know? They had round donuts on a big stick stacked all the way to the sky. Anything else? What else would you expect to see? Waffles. Do you know there was a waffle maker that was so big it took five people to lift the handle and put it down on the waffles? Anything else? There were acrobats. They could jump five meters in the air, turn over and land again. Anything else? Yeah? Candy floss. Do you know the candy floss was so big that you could actually sit inside it and you had to eat your way out? They had everything. They had tents. They had fire breathers. You know the fire breathers? Who drink something and then they go, and fire leaps out. It was ever so exciting. And the little Tartarina was sitting in the grandstand in the royal box with a whole tray of toffee apples in front of her, waiting to eat them. But it was the day of the final. And I've got to tell you about the race, haven't I? And I'm going to give you a commentary but in the middle of the commentary, I want you guys to help. 
because I want you to set the scene of a race for all of us, okay? So, not now, but when I go like this with my hand, pretend it's a starting pistol, when I say go, I want you to get up, and I want you to run once round the back of the coffee table there, and right the way back, and come back to your seat. Okay, so not yet, but when I say go, I want you to do that. Can you do that for me? Yeah? Okay. So, and the grown-ups can go too. <laughs> uh, right, but we're not there yet, because I need to tell you who's running in the race. Because the commentator set up to commentate on the race, and this is what he said. He said, and in lane one, we have Queen Mayanazia, who's no mean runner. In lane two, we have Mustardo, the private secretary. In lanes three, four, five, and six, we have people who don't come into the story. In lane seven, in lane seven, we have King Freddy the Fast. And in lane eight, we have a newcomer, a surprise person to get through to the final. It's Brands from Pickel. And there was thunderous applause. Hooray! And then there was absolute silence as Horsra Adish, the starter, raised his starting pistol. Three, two, one, go! And Queen Menazia takes the lead. Queen Menazia is in the lead at the early times. And then Mastardo. <laughs> Well done. <laughs> well done. You know, you were so fast, I didn't finish the commentary. So at the beginning of the race, Queen Menazia was in the lead. And it's Queen Menazia in the lead, but she's tiring and Mustardo takes over. Look at Mustardo go. He's going like a rocket. Can he possibly keep up this pace? We're halfway round and he's still in the lead, but he's beginning to tire. And here comes King Freddy the Fast in lane seven. King Freddy the Fast in lane seven. He's taking over from Mustardo. We're three quarters of the way now. Now it looks like King Freddy the Fast again is going to win. But oh no, on the right-hand side, on the outside lane, is Brands from Pickel. It's King Freddy the Fast. It's Brands from Pickel. Brands from Pickel by a meter, but King Freddy's pushing back. It's King Freddy. It's Brands from Pickel. And at the line, it's Brands from Pickel. With King Freddy just a hair's breadth behind. And then a long way back is Mustardo in third place. Ooh. King Freddy had lost the race. Ooh, have a think about that. Have a think about how you'd feel if you were King Freddy and you'd said how fast you were in front of everyone and you'd put up the biggest stone in the crown. Have a think about how you'd feel. And just while you're thinking about that, I want to talk to the grown-ups a bit. Is that all right? And you can listen too because you're little grown-ups, yeah? So, I'll come back and finish the story in a bit and tell you what actually happened. But just have a think about how you'd feel. So Jesus talked a lot about boasting. And if you know your Bible, you'll probably think about when he was traveling with the disciples. He was walking with the disciples to Capernaum. And when they got there, Jesus said to his disciples, Oh, I noticed you were talking on the way. Uh, what 
what you're talking about. And the disciples kick the dirt and look at the ground and suddenly very interested in the different shades of sand there are in Capernaum these days. Because they were talking about which one of them was the greatest. And that's when Jesus, if you remember, he said to them, if you want to be first, you have to be a servant to everyone. Just like we were singing today. If you want to be first, you have to be a servant. Because Jesus turns things on his head, doesn't he? Uh, but that's not the only time Jesus talks about boasting. Um, that was in, if you want to look it up later, that was in Mark chapter 9. If you look in Matthew 6, and there were quite a few places, but Matthew 6 is an example, where he talks about where you have to go into a room and shut the door. Do you remember those bits? And what he says was, well, in, in Matthew 6, he's talking, is triggered by a Pharisee who stood on a street corner and he shouted out about all the money he'd given to the poor. That's a crazy thing to do, isn't it? I mean, you wouldn't think of doing that nowadays, would you? The reason you wouldn't think about it is because of what Jesus said, just by the by. But anyway, the Pharisee did that, and Jesus said, if you do your good deeds for men, then when men praise you, that is your reward. But instead, he said, go into a room and shut the door so that the fa your Father in heaven, who sees what's done in secret, will reward you. Um, and that's, um, that's important, isn't that? I mean, it's basic. These, things, these are the basics of our faith, but they're really important, and it's very important to go back to the basics. Um, and you might think it doesn't apply, because maybe you don't go around saying, I'm the greatest of everyone here. Maybe you don't go around saying, look at all this money I've given to the poor. Uh, but actually, um, we're more sophisticated than that, aren't we? And our boasting is more sophisticated than that. Do you know, when I was young, when I was this sort of age, I went through a phase of boasting, like many young people do. It was all about me, and I was awful. I was a terrible boaster. But now I've grown up, I'm much better at it. <laughs> I can boast, and you won't even know you're being boasted at. But the objective of boasting, and this is why it's so damaging, the objective of boasting is that I leave the conversation a little higher in my own eyes and at the expense of you who leave the conversation a little lower in your eyes. Now, God forbid that I should speak to you, my brothers and sisters in Christ, like that, in a way that builds myself up at your expense. Please note, I'm not talking about sharing. So there's boasting and the sharing. We're called to share our lives together. And that's the successes as well as the failures, isn't it? And there's a difference between the two. We have, um, we have somebody in our connect group who's a good runner, like King Freddie the Fast. And she's much better than the rest of us. But she's not boastful at all. But she's so happy and so joyful about her running, and it overflows, and it's great. It's great to hear her talk about it and great to hear what her next exploits are going to be and how she's doing and things. And there's a difference between the two. So here's a question, and then I'll come back to the story, okay? Here's a question for you. What's the difference between boasting and sharing? 
Don't worry, it's a rhetorical question. I'm not expecting any answers. What's the difference between boasting and sharing? Because it's not in the words you say. That's interesting, isn't it? This, this, um, this lady in our connect group, she could say exactly the same words, but she could be boastful, and that would be very damaging, but she doesn't. It's not in the words you say, it's in your heart. Because if your heart is, is searching for affirmation from men, then you'll be boastful. And, and you'll be building yourself up. And as I said, God forbid, that we should build ourselves up, that we should, we should build ourselves this, this, this pathetic little pinnacle uh, when we ourselves... Um, we're wearing royal robes we don't deserve, aren't we? Yeah, so if, you're, if, you're, if that's your heart, then you will boast. But if your heart is, is just one of joy and one of God, then you won't. If you don't trust your heart, then like Jesus said, don't say anything. Go into your room, shut the door, tell God. Try boasting in front of God. It doesn't work. I've tried it. But you can tell him about, about good things. And maybe you'll hear those words that we all long for. Uh, well done, son. Well done, daughter. I'm proud of you. Maybe so. Um, so, the bottom line, watch your heart. Because it's your heart which will tell you whether you're boasting or whether you're sharing. Watch your heart and watch your tongue. Watch your heart and watch your tongue. Now, let's get back to the story. Because King Freddy, remember, had lost the race, and he was feeling pretty sad. And he was in his chambers the next day, and um, Brands von Pickel had come to be, um, to be declared champion runner of the kingdom. King Freddy was a bit sad, and his daughter tried to cheer him up. She said, don't worry, Daddy, you came second, and that's very good. Now, that ought to cheer you up, oughtn't it? But it didn't really cheer up King Freddy. Brands from Pickel came and knelt in front of the king, and the king declared him champion runner of the Seven Isles. And Brands from Pickel said, Oh, king, you don't need to give me uh, the greatest jewel in your crown. It's enough for me just to be champion. But the king said, No, a promise is a promise. And he called the royal jeweler, and the royal jeweler very gently crowbarred the jewel out of the crown. Um, and from that day to this, King Freddy made an, an ordinance. He made a decree. And from that day to this, starting with a little Tartarina, who was, grew up to be a majestic queen, all the kings and queens of the Seven Isles are crowned with a crown which has a big hole right at the front to remind them that if God's given them gifts, he hasn't given them gifts so they can boast about how fast they are or about how strong they are or about how beautiful they are or about how rich they are or about how clever they are. No, God's given them gifts so that they can serve their fellow countrymen. And God gives us gifts so that we can serve our fellow countrymen. And what about King Freddy? Do you think he learned his lesson? Yeah, he did. King Freddy learned his lesson. 
And after that time, he was completely different. And he didn't boast about running. He still ran. And he enjoyed it. And he had a laugh with his mates down the pub. But he didn't boast. And instead, he spent his time working out how better to serve his people and how to be a good king. And you know, he was so good at that that they changed his name. They changed the epithet. That's a little bit at the end of his name. So he's no longer called King Freddy the Fast. Now, if you want to look him up in the annals of the kings and queens of the Seven Isles, you have to look for King Freddy the Humble. And that is the end of the story.